You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Season's greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, producer at Healthy Critters. While Tigger, Patty, and Hedwig are out charging up their batteries for new shows in 2024, sit back and enjoy this mashup of horse and dog-inspired hilarity from previous holiday season episodes. This is the Johnson Family Christmas contribution to the 2016 HRN Radiothon. You've heard Philip and Wendy, sometimes Coach Jen, Debbie and Lena, let's not forget Glenn. But do you recall the most famous show host of all? Hedwig the Pomeranian from the Healthy Critter Show tackles all the tough questions Jamie Jennings doesn't know. All of the hosts adore her, even with a funny name. Hedwig the Pomeranian joins in all the HRN games. Then one frosty Christmas Eve, Glenn came home to see. The host had wrapped his gifts in gold underneath the Christmas tree. Now Hedwig the Pomeranian is on the Healthy Critter Show. She'll answer all those vet questions Jamie Jennings never knows. All of the hosts adore her as she yips and barks with glee. Hedwig the Pomeranian is making podcast history. So, Tiggs. Yes. What are some of your tips? If you have a new puppy that's coming into your house, um, what is, what's the, what's some of the just kind of normal protocol that you do? I really make time with the puppy. Mm. And um, that is, you know, challenging for a lot of people who work in offices or, you know, have to go away from home. But the nice thing about Christmas time is you've got generally a um, little time, a little time that you can really bond with your puppy. And it's, it's a crucial time of bonding. Mm -hmm. And I like to have the puppy in my lap. I like to have the puppy on the couch know lots of people are rolling their eyes right now. I'm not. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I make sure the puppy, you know, follows me into the kitchen, into the bathroom, into the bedroom. Ev everywhere I am, the puppy is. So I, I think that in the beginning is is ultra important because that bond, it's like they're the bond with their mother. And that's sort of who we're replacing. Exactly. In yeah. a way, we're better than the mother in that we will show them really amazing things in their life. Mm -hmm. And mom is more about feeding and cleaning and, and the human is more about, Hey, you know, we can play, we can go outside, we can go on adventures. You can go in the car. It's more engaging. It's it, a little yes. bit more engaging. Yeah. Yes. But, but you still, and I think this is where people get, can get a little lost is that puppies and dogs need boundaries and you mm -hmm. can set boundaries 
from the moment you get the puppy. You know, what's acceptable and, and what isn't. That's a very good point. Because I think that, because, you know, one of the things that you just said was, you know, that's so interesting, is you're transitioning from the mother to this person, right? Yeah. And and whether or not you decide you want your dog to go on the couch or not go on the couch, I mean, those are all perfect, perfectly acceptable things. It's what you want in your household yes. or your tribe, yes. so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And so those are just guidelines. And the thing that's great about you know, we have such access to so many great training videos and ideas of, uh, or figuring out what it is like, you know, if you get, if you have your puppy, I think one of the, the, if it's a new puppy, like if you are somebody that's a first time dog owner, because there's probably a lot of um, listeners that have had many, many dogs like you and I, t- you, like you and I, Tigger, <laughs> yes. um, and, and Jen, um, and, you know, so to us, it's sort of like you have your sort of protocol you go through and you run through your, your gamut and then you get the puppy to where it's going to be and it's, that's your thing. But if you're a new puppy owner, um, which happens a lot this time of year, is there's just certain guidelines that you should, you should really follow. And that is, okay, do you want your dog to be on the couch? Okay, that's super. You can still do all the things that Tigger is saying. Have them engage with you, sit on the floor with them rather than put them on the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have them, you know, always have little treats available. So, I mean, it's very easy to teach um, dogs, uh, little puppies, new things, especially if they're food motivated, which is always such a great thing. But have little treats on you at all the, all the time, yeah. you know, while you're engaging them. And um, because that's, they're still so young and food is such a major part of their, you know, growing up. Um, but, you know, for, for me, what I always do is I always make sure um, that I have, um, I have a crate and you brought up a good uh, point Tigger earlier, but some people, you know, after Christmas, you got to go back to work. So what do you do? So my suggestion is, you know, if you have a big enough crate, you know, and you've had a little time with the puppy and done your maybe five days of hopefully teaching it that you go outside, you know, to, to go potty and you can use the term go potty as they're doing all of this and you bring them back in. If you have to then go to work, get those little pee pee pads, have a large enough crate that they can go on those pee pee pads and, and, you know, and don't feel, you know, bad about it. If you have a large enough crate that the, a lot of those things really do work well. I don't know if you've ever had to, to use them, Jen or Tigger, have you ever had to use them in a crate? Yeah, Tigger's like, nope, they've always been with me. I mean, I've 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 had to do them in the past and they actually really do work. They even have them where you can put them on um, a little plastic, I don't know what you would call it, where you can lay them on there where the dog goes, Oh, well, this is a different area where I don't sleep. You know, and that and I use these pee pee pads. So you can, you know, when you come home from uh, being away at work or whatever, you can just clean it up and the dog understands there's a difference between where they sleep and where they're gonna, you know, use the bathroom. But for me, and again, I'm like you guys, I have always been very fortunate that the dog can kind of stay with me all the time. But I do crate my dog because I, if I can't watch them, I don't want them to learn to chew or um, on things that I don't want them to chew on or use, you know, or go to the bathroom when they're not supposed to. So I put them in their crate. So every time I like, you know, if I wake them up from a nap or whatever, I always bring them out, let them do their play and whatever. And they go back into the crate. And what I love about that is my dogs love going to the crate. I mean, I make a nice fluffy bed when they're an older dog and they always, I always leave their crate doors open when they don't even need to have them anymore. Cause that's kind of like their den. And you know, I find that to be an easy way to transition them from understanding, here's your very black and white guidelines. You know, you, you're allowed to do this 
and you're not allowed to do this. And if you if you have them in the you know in the crate, that's a very easy thing. And it also teaches them as soon as I get them out of the crate, I bring them outside. So what have you done, Jen, in the past? Um, got mostly adult dogs, but the couple of puppies we had, we did our best at crate training. We weren't all that good at it. We were kind of new at it. And the mistake we made is the crate was the wrong size for the puppy. Mm. It was a great... Too big or too... Too big. It was a great big crate and a little tiny puppy. And Ah. size does matter. The puppy needs to feel comfortable and secure, but it needs to be small enough that it's really kind of inconvenient to go potty in there if that's what you're using it for. Um, Now... I lived at the house, so it, was, it wasn't a case that the puppy had to spend all day in the crate. He could be in the crate for 15 minutes because I lived there all the time. I worked at the farm. Right. Um, so when he was there, it wasn't a case of he couldn't get out off enough. It was just a case of getting him potty trained. And he was a particular difficult a breed of dog that was difficult to potty train anyway because that does run in some breeds. It, it does. absolutely does, sure. So do your research before you get the Christmas puppy, people. Um, Amen. So that was it. And one of the things that we didn't really understand at the time either is the value of, um, what do they call them? Um, Kong toys and stuff. The, the, to- the toys oh. that they have to work really hard to get the food right. out of. Kong. Yeah. yeah. Kong. Um, enrichment toys. Mm-hmm. Discovered those late in life. Uh, mm-hmm. the, va- the value of the enrichment toy and to introduce those early on, because then you're going to stave off the stress habit. You're going to stave off the poot paw chewing sure. or the crate tearing the crate apart or munching on or the furniture. Yeah. Um, learn how those work and and use those before they become a problem would be my suggestion, rather than waiting till they are there is a problem and then try to fix it. Right. Right. So that would be probably my advice. And also take an extra week off of work so you can play with your puppy. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. The, the bonding time is critical. And getting to a puppy class that isn't pet smart. <laughs> because socialization is it, it, it's incredibly important for all dogs to be socialized. And, and even if you can't get them signed up for a class because that's not your thing. Yeah, um, do socialize them. Take them to the Lowe's or the lumber yard with you, if you know, because a lot of you those can types take of them stores, to Tractor Supply. Yeah, a lot of those types yeah. of stores are perfectly happy with leashed, well-behaved yeah. pets. So drag them to the store with you. Absolutely, take them to the bank. They have dog well, treats there, at the window. There's yeah. there there are, I think, real advantages to taking a class. And with every puppy, I go to class now. I know it sounds silly because I've been to enough classes. I probably know what I'm doing, but there is something I always learn Mm. from the other owners, Mm -hmm. mistakes that they make Mm -hmm. or a way that they'll, they'll call their dog or relate to their dog that I go, Oh, that's really cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, it's the continuing education. Um, It's partly it's, it's socialization for sure. And if you get the, if you've got the right or a good um, dog training group, they make it fun for the puppies. Not you know you must do this now, Octung. Yeah, um, right. I, I there like. There should be class. tail wagging. Yeah, there's yes. It it's all about the puppies having fun, and that we speak to them in a fun way. That oh was yeah. One thing that I've really learned is 
um, how important the voice is. And I have a deep voice, so I'm really conscious of making things. If I if I'm going to say, you know, leave it, it's leave it. It's it's a happy. It's right. a good thing. It's not leave it. Yeah. And tone that tone of voice is such a huge, huge. thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think that, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is that, you know, there's a lot of things um, that when people start to get stressed, because I was, I, I think what I always feel is that people, you know, after the initial, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Then there's a couple, you know, there's a little bit like, oh boy. The reality sets in. Yeah, the reality sets in. And there really is so much help out there just by typing something into Google and saying, hey, how do I deal with this? And there's, you know, um, there's a lot of good um, experienced people out there. And of course, there's always Facebook. And there's, of course, there's always us, is that if anybody ever gets into any questions or whatever, you know, you can always contact us at Healthy Critters and we will do our best to help anybody because this is such a, you know, it's just a wonderful time of year to get such an amazing present. And um, sometimes it can see daunting, seem daunting, but in the end, it's always going to be the most amazing. And, and remember you really are the boss. Um, and yeah, I, I think point. where a lot of people run into trouble is we want to be so kind to the dogs or the, the kitties that we forget that, we, we're the pack leader. We're the alpha. And yep. it's a really we set the rules. And and the dogs, the cats not so much, but the yeah, dogs, the, yeah. they need that because in a pack, there are rules. And, and dogs get very unhappy when they have to be the pack leader for the humans. It's a lot of stress because they worry. Yeah. Yes. But when you're the pack leader, they go, okay, great. You got it. I don't have to, I can chill. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So um, please let us know if you got a puppy for Christmas and, yeah. and um, how pictures. we can help. We want yeah, we, yeah, love we love pictures. pictures. We love pictures. Pictures and stories and great names of puppies. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. And um, just let us know on healthycrittersradio.com. Hello, Hetty. Hi, Hetty. Hello, Patsy Tigger. Greetings. <laughs> what up, yo? <laughs> oh, you're down in the hood, are you? It's cold here in the hood. Oh, poor Hetty. Yes, that's right. Poor me, correct? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Hetty, we were interested in what your New Year's resolutions are. I'm sorry, what now? (laughs) (laughs) Your New Year's resolutions. Uh Uh-huh. You mean for you? Uh, <laughs> no, for you. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Well, no. I mean, I'm essentially perfect. Uh, so what would I resolve to improve? Mm-hmm. Are these not self-improvement sort of things? 
Yes, they're supposed to be, I guess. So, so I could resolve to continue to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an option for sure. I was going to anyway, but you'll probably all be comforted if I publicly resolve to keep it on up, eh? I feel much better. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I knew you would. The, the assurance of my continued awesomeness will just make you snugly warm when it's 11 degrees later. Ooh, 11 degrees. That doesn't sound fun at all. Ooh, no. Nope. And if I may say, my servant will be out running fluids on a pony twice in the cold weather. So funny. Oh, that's I just not- can barely even say it without laughing. <laughs> Unless the pony poops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if I may say, and I may, for I am me, when I do a stencher, no one claps or anything. There's generally, if I may say, quite a bit of grumpiness about an indoor stencher. Whereas I am always very pleased to do a little dance that I have managed to produce such a gleeful product. But the humans are always less than pleased. So, anyway, why are we all so obsessed with pony poop? (laughs) It doesn't even stench properly. (laughs) Hello, people. Hello, Hetty. Hello. I'm still here, Hetty. Hello, people. Oh. I'm Where still did the here, other Hetty. Two go? They went missing. Oh, I think well, we there's lost, one yes. more. I'm still here. I'm listening to you, Hetty. You are perfect. And, you know, since you don't have any New Year's resolutions because you are pretty much perfect, what should your servant's New Year's resolution be? Because you are in Parties. charge. Parties for little dogs. Also, little dogs should be more the focus of every single day. Also, little dogs should never be told no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Little dogs. That's what her resolution should be. What about big dogs? Should big dogs be told no? Yes. I see. Okay. I see. Okay. There is a double standard. Big dogs should always be told no. And probably cats. No, I like cats. Oh, well, that's good. Well, I think it's You're just funny. telling them no would have no meaning anyway. I, I realize that. Yeah, it just was kind of funny to even think about that. Yeah, we talk to the cat. We have a lot in common with cats. Oh, really? More than big dogs. Big dogs are wrong-shaped. Wrong-shaped? <laughs> wrong-shaped just because they're big and weigh more? And because they're dog-like. They all want to please people and play with toys and be nice. Not at all palm-like. Cats, on the other hand, very palm-like. Now that you say that, I see the similarities. Makes sense now. Mm -hmm. Fluffy tail, big tooth, small self. There we go. Well, thank you very much, Hetty. We appreciate the advice. And I will keep an eye out for the very unpalm-like large dogs over the holiday season. 
Okay, well, good luck with that. I hope you do not encounter any because that would just ruin Christmas. <laughs> it would. Well, happy happy holidays to you and your servant, Hetty. Twas the night before Festivus, and all through the farm, the creatures were stirring and preparing the barn. The bridles were hung in the tack room with care in hopes that St. Festivus soon would be there. The horses were blanketed and snug in their stalls while mice strung the lights and sang deck the halls. And the dogs hung the popcorn and told the raccoons to stop eating the ornaments or they eat potion dough. When out on the lawn there rose such a smell, a chorus of whinnies and bark said, what the hell? <laughs> The barn cat leaped up and climbed straight up the tree. The dogs ran outside to see who it could be. The moon on the pasture of the new fallen snow gave the dogs a clear view of the figure in tow. When what to their wondering eyes did appear but a big John Deere tractor pulled by giant reindeer. With a little old driver who looked like a fox who called out to the dogs, Where's the bagel and locks? More rabbits and foxhounds, the reindeer did fly. The fox whistled and shouted as their names he did cry. Now Basher, now Lancer, now Panzer, and Vision. On Gromit, on Stupid, on Bonner, and Nixon. To the pasture, to the barn, through all the snow, it's festive this time. The fox sang through the cold. So over to the barn, the reindeer did fly. Pulling John Deere and the fox to the frost-headed sky. And then in a twinkling, the fox did dismount. The reindeer snorted and whispered, he needs a time out. St. Festivus Fox strode into the stable, scanned the aisle quickly, and announced, where's the cable? <laughs> the horses pawed eagerly because they knew well the airing of grievances would allow them to tell. How they have endured human tears and frustration to say nothing of vets who need a vacation. The fox's eyes, how they twinkled, lips in a grin, because the mice had discovered a flask full of gin. He had a plump face and a round little belly from the meal he had eaten at a festivus deli. Ho, ho, ho. He drank from the gin flask and set up a pole. The festivus celebration was ready to roll. He let out the horses, told the dogs to chase cats, while the raccoons climbed the pole like two alphabets. He sprang to his John Deere, to his team, gave a yell, and away they all flew to Rossini's William Tell. But the dogs heard him exclaim as he flew through the night, Happy Festivus to all, this is a Seinfeld copyright. <laughs> Well, guys, that was a lot of fun. Did you hear your your little poem came out great? It did. I can't believe it. I still can't believe Tigger did that. I, I, you amaze me. You amaze me, Tigger. I added the sound effects because I yeah, thought it was... Glenn sound effects. <laughs> I know. My face hurts from smiling because it was just like... <laughs> It was so good. Well, you oh know my who gosh, the star of your show isn't you two, so you better introduce the star because she is in, Is it a he or she? I've never figured that out. It's a she. Okay. She is impatiently... It's a she. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Glenn. Hedwig hates me anyway, so it's fine. Uh, so she is impatiently waiting. You better get to her. She's going to have a conniption. Well, you always have to be careful, though, because she is the, the head cheese person, right? Except I think... I am figuring out 
how to open the refrigerator, in which case I am golden. <laughs> this is so not good. This is so, but Hedwig, don't you have to be good like children to be able to get good Christmas presents on Christmas Day? Or are you just always getting presents every day? Well, I mean, what I'm hoping for, of course, is the private jet I've been wanting. <laughs> and I don't see why I shouldn't get that because I want a jet and I don't like flying commercial. I find it to be very oppressive and not it does like not a, recognize my like needs. Okay. And and um, have you flown a lot, Hedwig? Enough to know that I do not want that to fly commercial like again. Okay. <laughs> Stupid me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Patty? <laughs> I, it was just dumb. I did. <laughs> so, Hedwig, do you have any plans for Christmas? Are you gonna? Um, are you heading down to Florida with your servant? Well, no. For Christmas itself, we stay here at the farm, and then we go to our grandmother's in Rochester, New York. First to our grandfather, and then to the grandmother in upstate New York. Both of them, yes. And then we come home. And then we go to Florida. Oh, I bet that's you're ready for that. Mm, yes. By the time we get in the car to drive for 24 hours, we are pretty well done with humans. <laughs> <laughs> so number one on your Christmas list is a jet. Hedwig, I got to tell you, when we're in the car with other humans for 24 hours, we're done with humans, too. That's true. I, yeah, Good yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> It's a really good point. Oh, well, that's that's a whole other situation, of course. <laughs> She's very tedious on long drives. Do you know that she expects us to sometimes wake up? <laughs> <laughs> Go to the bathroom, those little things. Yeah. That's rude. <laughs> Hedwig, thank you for joining us. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Patty, I know you have horses. Did you pick one to have a resolution? Tell us about your horse's resolution. Um, my horses have a couple. Um, okay. There's <clears throat> One of them was um, they want me to watch the carbs coming up this new year. <laughs> well, that's been a theme today, too, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I got one request uh, for shorter spurs. I don't know what they're talking about. But the biggest thing was is to, they want to learn how to be invisible or they want me to buy them camouflage. <laughs> I'm noting a theme. <laughs> yes, I'm noting a theme, too. Love yeah. for you is the theme. They love you, apparently. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, Tigger, you, do you have a horse right now? Of course I do. Oh. Yep. Tell us about he's your horse. He's Pony Central. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's 32 years old. I've had him since really? before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, cute. That's ridden so- all the way to Grand Prix with him. So um, I asked him about his New Year's resolution for 2019, and this was his answer. I want more beer. I don't want beer just on a hot day. I don't want beer just on a humid day. I want Guinness beer every single day starting January 1, 2019. Okay, for the Mm. listeners who don't know, they do a show about whole foods and healthy eating. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Guinness is healthy. What, it is healthy. Line? It's yeah, all where natural. Where are we going with this? <laughs> <laughs> he just, I think he just figured that we don't have to worry about him becoming an alcoholic because it now, I mean, to be the age of 33, who the hell cares? I was going to say, who cares? <laughs> I mean, really? That's true. I can't even, yeah. 
I'm about that age too. I just don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about the same age. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what we could do while we're waiting is we could uh, play your song. Now, dumb, Jennifer, dumb, dumb. <laughs> Jennifer had to cut this down a little bit because apparently no. it was 25 minutes long. Um, <laughs> That's because of her mistakes. I'm just going to put that out there. Tigger, are you backing me on this? Totally. <laughs> I did hear that being recorded from Jennifer's side that night, and it did sound yeah. like my wife was uh, messing it up on a regular basis. <laughs> so it's kind of adorable, I got to say, because I've never heard her in all this time ever. <laughs> <laughs> heard her do anything wrong it brought me great joy i'm sorry <laughs> well here is the 13 days of christmas and it's basically two verses it's about two minutes long here we go okay the 13 days of christmas according to healthy critters on the 12th day of christmas my toy gave me 12 set appointments Eleven tons of shavings. Ten pigs of guinea. Nine free-range llamas. Eight strongid warmers. Seven pomeranians. Six retired greyhounds. Five pounds of cheese. Four Maine coons. Three silky chickens. Two Australian shepherds. And a warm blood beneath the apple tree. On the 13th day of Christmas, I gave back to my true love. Well, bad appointments. Eleven tons of shavings. Ten pigs of guinea. Nine free-range llamas. Eight strongid warmers. Seven pomeranians. But I kept the six retired greyhounds. Five pounds of cheese. We're not left to give back. Four Maine coons. Three silky chickens. Two Australian shepherds, but not the warm blood beneath the apple tree. <laughs> That's exhausting. <laughs> now you know why we didn't make you all listen to all 12 wow. verses of the... Uh, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> I need a nap. (laughs) So I have a Christmas trivia. You guys want to play? I've been saving this for you guys, actually. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. So these are tough. These are really tough. All right. How many reindeer did Santa Claus have? Eleven. Hetty, how many reindeer? Nine. Yes. Hetty gets it right. (laughs) Look at Hetty. All right, Hetty, you're on a roll. What are the names of Santa's reindeer? Oh. Donner. Blitzen, stupid, stupid. <laughs> You're right. Continue. Uh, Rudolph, the one with the nasal issues. <laughs> um, stupid, Blitzen. Forget that one. Donner. That one is an event horse, Donner. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that is true. Blitzen, that's one. That is... A female fox or quite a harlot, depending on context. (laughs) (laughs) Tigger's gone, guys. (laughs) That was all correct. You got all of those right. The only one you missed was Dasher. The only one you missed. Yep. Not important. You really only need eight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, now the question, while you're on this roll right here, we have to continue with you, Hetty. Um, did Rudolph have antlers? Glenn, 
Rudolph is not real. <laughs> <laughs> so there. I don't. I don't know how to break this to you without shattering your tiny heart. But <laughs> Rudolph is a story that we tell to children to try to make them understand that individuality is okay. <laughs> that was deep. Yeah, man. the fact that a Pomeranian thought that deeply is really, really impressing me right I'm now. I'm so watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because <laughs> I'm going to look at it a whole different way. <laughs> yeah, me too. Not something to silence my children. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Patty, I have a question for you. Uh, okay. Which state can... produces the most Christmas trees? Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> Patty, you get you were that was for Patty, no. and you gave it no, away. I, my voice broke. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You were absolutely right. How did Hetty know that? Um, this is a smarter Pomeranian than I give him credit for. How about uh, uh, the next state? You'll never guess this one for the most Christmas trees. New North Jersey. Carolina. <laughs> New Jersey. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, we had we had a small Christmas tree farm and that's why I said it. On Did you really? Jersey. And when I say small, it was like, you know, 10. 12 trees. It was kind of <laughs> 10, <laughs> yeah, 10 trees. They had one each year. Room. They sold one each year. <laughs> North Carolina, by the way, was number five. Number I two know. is Michigan of all states. Michigan. Really? Yeah. Michigan and then California and then Pennsylvania, then North Carolina. That's wow. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've guessed that. Uh, I have a tough one for, for Tigger. Okay. How many verses are in the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas? <laughs> uh, Thirteen. No, it's twelve. I know. <laughs> but it made you think, when I asked the question that way, it makes you go, well, maybe well, one of those is an extra verse. It's repeated. Yes, exactly. Because well, I, I was just like, wait a second, I could have answered that one. And then, I, and then I was like, wait, no, I can't. Hetty, I got one for you. In, in the song, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, which is one of my least favorite Christmas songs of all time. What does Mommy do to Santa Claus? Are you asking? I'm sorry I asked Hetty, actually. <laughs> Let me begin, Glenn, by saying we agree on something. That song is repulsive and disturbing, and the site of many childhood nightmares, I think. <laughs> That's probably true, Eddie. So what does what does mommy do to Santa Claus, Eddie? Um, this is a, a public show, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> does it have something to do with where you keep your cell phone? I don't know. <laughs> and on that note, actually, it's much simpler than that, guys. You guys are all got your mind in the gutter. Actually, it tickles him. That's what happens. I thought he kisses him. Well, he, he, uh, him. he tickles him first. Jeez. All right, let's. Uh, oh, I got one more question, Hetty. This is for you, and it's serious. Uh oh. Is your Christmas tree edible? My Christmas tree? Is it edible? No. Brr, wrong. You can eat parts of a Christmas tree, it won't hurt you. And, really? Yeah, Tigger would know that. She's the he she does healthy foods. You, you realize you just. You just told a Pomeranian who has eaten way too much gum and I believe chocolate in the last year for like coffee yeah that it's okay to eat part of the tree I guarantee you the servant will be calling you and speaking very sternly to you from the emergency room yeah I get the bill I'm gonna get he's gonna send me the bill that's what's gonna happen 
So now we're at Coffee Clatch, and we thought it'd be fun to figure out what our dog's New Year's resolutions are. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm going to start with Kimasabi. He's the oldest of my pack. And um, his New Year's resolution is that he never has to be groomed again. <laughs> oh, I love that. Patty? Well, I'm going to start with Gavin, who is my oldest boy. He's a Border Terrier. And um, Gavin truly loves to eat. Like when I tell you he loves to eat, he jumps up and down. It's actually, it's, it's painful to not give him everything he wants. So what Gavin would truly love is to be free fed in his crate by himself and he doesn't care what it is. So constant free eating. Aha. Mm-hmm. Jennifer. Glory's new year's resolution is to increase her accuracy. When it comes oh. to chow time, she gets very, very excited when it's pumpkin day because about every other day we'll give her a little tiny teaspoonful of pumpkin puree with her dinner. And that just Aww. sends her into the stratosphere with excitement. And she jumps up and okay. down. And she, That's sl- cute. she slams her front paws on the ground when she does it. Oh, my God. But she doesn't always slam her paws and actually land on my bare feet in the morning. Sometimes she misses. So her goal is to be more accurate and hit my foot every single time. <laughs> oh. And that is going to be a real chore because she's blind. Oh boy! Yeah. She used she used to just jump up and down. Now she intentionally jumps up and down on you because that way she knows where you're at. Where? Yeah. <laughs> so she jumps up and down on me as I walk from the kitchen Aww. into the, into the living room. <laughs> yep. She and she she and she walks. Yeah, that's her thing now. She actually is has to be physically contacting cute. you. <laughs> that's pretty cute. Yeah. All for pumpkin. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty cute. There we go. So Thunder Bears, who is my second oldest, these are all Australian Shepherds. His New Year's resolution is that the world is filled with squeaky toys. Oh, <laughs> squeaky toys. It's just a world of squeaky toys. Aww. That's a That's a good one. That's a very good one. Because all my, my all my crew wants to do is to have squeaky toys and kill them. Yeah, they and just squeaky them, them. dissect them. Yeah, and, and, and I would tell you, I mean, every one of mine would have that on their wish list, but they realize that mom's not going to go there because I am sick and tired of picking up that fluff. <laughs> yeah. Mine do not rip. They do not tear. They just carry it. Thunder Bear just carries it around like a dog. Which is stinking adorable. It is. My, my one Frenchie does that. He has a sussy. He greets me at the door with something in his mouth like, look what I brought you. But um, but you, but you, Angus, who is my older Frenchie, um, is like, well, look what I've got you. And I took all its guts out. Conan <laughs> the Destroyer. Yeah, that's right. He, and, you know, he's always good. Look what I got you. <laughs> you know, trying to spit out some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so Burke, who is my, um, my oldest Australian shepherd, who is 
could be like anybody's youngest because he's just always, he's a perpetual puppy. His number one goal in life and, and resolution, what he, would, he would like me to be my resolution for him would be to just flipping let him smell everything for as long as he wants when we're going on to walk. Because I'm, I'm telling you, everybody What's in the, the dog will, yeah, the, everybody in the Doswell area knows that dog's name because I'll be walking, I'll be like, Come here, you know, and I'm just like, and he's like, oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, what's this? What's this? What's this? Oh, wait, I'll be right there. Like, and it's constant. It's like the dog has a nose. I don't, and I don't know what it is that he has to smell in the you same know, he area. He would be really good with nose work. Nose oh, work games. Hugely so. Irritatingly so. Yes, he really would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Crockett, um, his New Year's resolution is that he loses his virginity. <laughs> Oh, well, you know what? The spring is coming. I know. I haven't told him yet, but yeah, don't tell him. There's a good chance that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you right now that you don't want to tell him. (laughs) So, Catch, my new Australian puppy, he really would love his New Year's resolution to be able to pull out all of Burke's hair. (laughs) Because I will. I'll let them play out in the field. Um, I was telling her uh, this earlier today, uh, Jennifer, is that when I get home from work, I let them run out. You know, I live in the middle of 200 beautiful acres of this beautiful farm. (laughs) And I like to let them run in the field and whatever. And I like, I'll throw the ball or do whatever. And I'll be like, is he like literally just like holding on to Burke's flank and just letting his legs go like, you know, and then he comes up to me and, and like, it's like floss, you know, he's got Burke hair as floss. So, and I'm always like, catch, cut it out. Yeah. He thinks that that would be a super idea to just go ahead and remove all of his hair or hang on to him. Maybe that's a better one. Um, Buckaroo, um, his new year's resolution is that he never has to go on a diet again. Oh, I want yeah. that to be mine too. <laughs> I think that's not such a bad thing. Yeah. I think we should all join in. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good one. I do. Well, my my last is the two Frenchies together, and they would like two very specific things. One is that Angus would just love to be able to sleep with me each and every night. The problem is, is that Angus snores worse than any person I've ever met in my life. And you push him and then he makes some sort of wheezing kind of thing. And he's a French bulldog, which is a very typical thing. And if, you know, if I'm sleeping well and I sleep hard all night, it's not that big of a deal. But if I even remotely wake up in the middle of the night and hear him snoring, I can't do it. And like, I like push him, you know? <laughs> and, and the other part of that is they, they really think it would be a great idea to go to work with me, but they don't realize how hot and or cold it is every day. So those are, those, are, those are their wishes, their New Year's resolutions, to go to work with me every day. And Wookiees is that there is snow on the ground 350 days a year. Yeah. And then water, all the rest. <laughs> she just thinks frozen water is about the most fun thing that was ever created. I think for a dog, she may be right. Except for the Frenchies. <laughs> <laughs> little ice cubes. Yeah, little little cubes. Hedwig just got kidnapped by a reindeer. Walking home from the Healthy Critters show. You can say there's no such thing as Santa. <laughs> but we at Healthy Critters really know. I've been eating Christmas fruitcake and several kinds of tea. 
but my GI tract combustion brought this little dog to her knees. <laughs> when we found the empty collar and the ransom note in snow, there were hoof prints on the driveway and a voice on the roof saying, ho, ho, ho. Now Patty's getting dance lines to lasso the sleigh and dog. Hedwig's servant grabbed her cell phone. Jennifer reports to analog. It's not Christmas without Hedwig. She's the show's comedian. If we can't rescue Hedwig, will her place be taken by Glenn? <gasps> now Santa wants to parlay for my quick release. Because my guests are barking, then Shorty won't get any teeth. <laughs> so we make a deal with Santa, and this is the result. Hedwig returns to healthy critters, and the reindeer get a free nutritional consult. <laughs> Very well done. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. And Jennifer for putting in the sound effects. They were oh, great. I know. That was <laughs> awesome. excellent. They're awesome. Because well that is not what it sounded like when we did it. <laughs> <laughs>